This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4 Z out of Brisbane, Australia. Next up, we've got our main story for the show today on depression. Major depression represents one of the world's most serious health public health problems. Despite decades of effort, there have been, until now, little progress in identifying its biological mechanisms. The Australian Bureau of Statistics says as many as 3 million Australians are currently affected by depression. On average, around one in six women and one in eight men will experience some levels of depression in their lifetimes. Of the three million Australians living with depression, the conditions will affect their well-being, personal relationships, career and productivity. Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. This week, Kim visited the University of Queensland Institute of Molecular Bioscience to talk to Professor Naomi Ray about her team's research and the Australian Genetics of Depression study. I'm Naomi Ray. I'm a professor at the Institute for Molecular Bioscience and also the Queensland Brain Institute at the University of Queensland. Your study looks at the genetic basis of depression. Can you tell us what evidence exists prior to this research? Well, first of all, major depression isn't just feeling sad. It's not the everyday ups and downs of life. It's um, you know a serious mood disorder where people's lives are impacted really for for more than two weeks. And there are uh, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist, but there are clear uh, guidelines on how a diagnosis of major depression is made. And many studies have uh, looked at families, and there's definitely an increased risk of having depression if you have a family member that's affected. It, it, it tends to run in families, but of course it's a very common disorder. The fact that it tends to run in families suggests that there is a genetic vulnerability, but of course we know that there's other factors, non-genetic factors, lifestyle risk factors, uh, many things which all contribute to depression. We would say that depression is a, is a complex genetic trait. Actually, most dis- diseases and disorders that are common are complex genetic traits, but um, I think depression is one of the most complex, it's very common, there's many contributing factors. But I suppose the reason why uh, I study the genetics of depression is that if there's evidence that uh, depression runs in families, which there is, then that means there must be something hard-coded in DNA which is passed from parent to child. And if we can identify those factors which are in DNA, then that can help get us to you know, causal factors, things that you know, kind of start... The, the bargeal process, the, the cascade of events. And so if we can get to you know, biological causal factors, then hopefully that will open new doors for research for looking for new drugs in a different way. And um, you know, many, you know, really my sort of research is, is a starting place using variation between people to find new keys to, to future research. So genetic testing isn't currently part of the diagnosis process for depression, is it? So oh um, no, no, no. I mean, it's no, it's not anything like a, a disease or yeah. disorder that you can do a genetic test for. This is kind of the nature of common diseases and disorders. They they have a complex genetic component. What that means is there's many, many, like thousands of genetic risk factors in our DNA. And so every single one of us is carrying these genetic risk factors, but the people that are affected tend to have a higher burden. So they've kind of got a genetic vulnerability. Um, and so if you've got that genetic vulnerability, it just makes you more you know, more likely to respond to environmental risk factors. And it's likely to be those two things together which trigger mm. an episode of depression. We've just published a paper in Nature Genetics, which is one of uh, you know, a major journal in our field, and we feel this is a kind of transformative study. It's an international collaboration 
More than 300 researchers have come together, pooling uh, data collected from from people who have depression and those that don't. Actually, over 130,000 people with depression and over 300,000 people without depression. And it's a very simple paradigm. We measure their DNA, places that vary in the DNA between people. We call those polymorphisms in the DNA. And we measure a million places in the DNA that vary. And we simply say which of these um, polymorphisms are more common in people that have depression than people that don't. And from that comparison, we found... And obviously, when you're, you're doing a million tests like that, you need very large samples. Oh. Um, and from this, the, this data set, we found 44 uh, places in the DNA, genes, for example, which um, are associated with uh, the risk of depression. And what's exciting about this work is really it's an experimental paradigm that has been conducted for many complex diseases and disorders, everything that you've heard of, you know, immune disorders, rheumatoid arthritis, neurological diseases. But because depression is so complex, we weren't sure if it was a paradigm that would work for depression. And what we've shown is that it does work. And very interestingly, through our international collaborators, it's not just uh, our subjects are partly people who have been recruited through through clinics, but importantly, about half our sample come from people who have self-reported and had gone online and done a survey, provided a DNA sample, and they simply answered questions like, has a psychiatrist told you that you have major depression? And I think you know, most people are able to know their own history, they're able to answer that question. And what the genetic data that we've generated has shown is that, indeed, the data from that self-report is of similar high quality to the data that has come through the the, the clinics. And that's a really important result because it shows that we can um, use online data collecting systems to gather large samples. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that's really motivating us now to, um, to go ahead, forge ahead, and collect larger samples and you know, inviting the Australian population to join our sample. Would you like to tell me about the Australian Genetics of Depression study? Yeah, so the Australian uh, Genetics of Depression study is funded by the National Health and Medical Research Council. It was awarded to uh, myself, to Professor Nick Martin, who's at the Queensland Institute of uh, Medical Research at Berghofer, uh, and to other psychiatrists around Australia, to Professor Ian Higgy at uh, the University of Sydney, uh, involved with Professor Bernard Bowner down in Adelaide. And so together we've drawn up an online questionnaire. It takes about 45 minutes to complete. And we are asking people who've had depression um, to complete that questionnaire and also to provide a sample of spit. So if you go online, do the questionnaire, you'll be asked if you'd be willing to provide a spit sample. We send you out a spit kit, you send it back. Uh, We actually launched this study uh, about a year ago, and we've already had responses from 15,000 people. And we can see from the, um, the data that we've collected that this is going to be a very rich study. But still, as I mentioned, because... DNA is such a big thing, we do need very large samples. You're listening to 
Only Human on 4ZZZ102.1 FM and Z Digital with Kim and Renee and MC Chosen. You've been listening to me chat with Professor Naomi Ray at the University of Queensland, who is part of the team undertaking the Australian Genetics of Depression study. Professor Ray talks to Kim about the importance of looking at the perceived effectiveness of antidepressants among participants. What's very interesting about our questionnaire is that we're particularly collecting data about response to treatment. So we're particularly asking people to tell us which antidepressants work for them and which don't. And anyone who's had depression will know that this is, you know, can be a bit quite an issue because there are antidepressants that work for, for some people. Mm-hmm. But often when you're diagnosed with depression, it becomes a slight trial and error of try this antidepressant, does it work, does it not? You have to wait several weeks to, to, to decide whether it's working or not and then you might be prescribed with another one. And there must be reasons why antidepressants work for some people and, and some don't. And it must, you know, there must be something about the genetic basis, the differences between people. And, you know, strangely, there is very little data collected about that. And so that's really one of the goals of this study is to is to collect that data, see what we can find out by, you know, things that people tell us, actually, you know, real people telling us about their experiences and matching it with their DNA. We've shown that our paradigm, our study uh, design works, and so we're very confident that this is going to uh, deliver really important results. Have you started analysing the data from the 15,000 people you've already been in contact with? Well, there's two steps of analysing the data. One is uh, analysing what they've, what they've responded to, so their, you know, their self-report measures, and one is analysing the DNA. And so at the moment, the DNA is being sent off for analysis. And obviously with 15,000 sample, it you know, takes time to, to get everything organised. So that's happening. And in terms of what people have self-reported, we haven't done a full analysis. But we, I have particularly looked at um, the response to treatment information. And out of the 15,000, there are, there are, you know, many people tell us which antidepressants work for them and which don't, but there's there's a very interesting group of uh, one and a half thousand people who very clearly say this this antidepressant works for me and this one def- definitely doesn't, and we think that group is going to be a particularly rich uh, group for analysis. So you'd be interested to see what similarities they have in their genetic makeup. That, yes, that yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That sounds really interesting. So what do you foresee that this research can do to help people with depression? So my sort of research, I call it basic research, working with people. It's not going to be delivering the answers tomorrow, but it's going to be, I think, underpin you know, new developments in you know, the 10-year time frame. What, what's clear is that there haven't been new treatments for depression, you know, really new treatments for depression for, for a very long time. Mm. You know, and why is that? One reason is that any new drug has to pass clinical trial and maybe a new drug will work, but it only works on a subset of people. And so it doesn't progress through into um, in, into being a, an available drug. And so one thing that we hope to be able to do is actually to be you know use genetic information to help stratify people to say this set of people would be good candidates for this particular drug, another set of people be good candidates for for another drug. And if we're able to stratify people in that way, then that will also enable new drugs to be tested on particular uh, people in a clinical trial and hopefully then progress to new available treatments. And so it's, it's, there's many ways in which our uh, information, which is really about 
using information from people to feed into new research. Mm, I can see how it would uh, alleviate the the long process of finding out which medication is going to work for you and the all of the side effects that people might get mm. going through different medications to, yeah, to be like, able to target it like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it's what move. we call precision medicine and it's mm. uh, often talked about as a, of a futuristic um, goal of tailoring treatments to people and that's across the board in all sorts of, of things and so I guess our, our goal of our research is to help that precision medicine for depression which is obviously such a uh, you know, has such a toll in our society, it affects so many people. Mm. I'll get to the point of asking you how people can be involved in your research. Mm. But first of all, do you foresee that this kind of research could be used for other mental health conditions? Well, we are using this kind of research for other mental health conditions. It's uh, particularly progressed very well for uh, schizophrenia, mm. which is obviously a much more severe psychiatric disorder that affects about 1% of the population. And that's really been our flagship disorder for the international psychiatric genetics community. Uh, so for that disorder, um, we've identified. So for depression, we've identified forty-four genetic uh, regions. For schizophrenia, that's uh, you know, nearer two hundred. Uh, and this really is, um, yeah. As I say, it, it opens new doors for for research. That's the the key thing. It feeds into many uh, other types of research, uh, which uh, you know hang off this information which comes from people. So, yes, our genetic paradigm is being used in, in all, all psychiatric disorders. And it, it's really come about in the last 10 years. It's very much driven by new technology, just as we all see every day at home with our Internet, you know, how much things have changed in the last 10 years. In our research field, technology has really made leaps and bounds of progress, which has enabled these studies to take place. And so it is a very exciting time to be working in the field. And is this uh, Australian Genetics of Depression Study a collaboration with just other Australian universities or elsewhere? It's a collaboration within Australia, but we realise that studies, ultimately we're going to need to join forces internationally. And so we were really the first off the mark with this concept of making this online questionnaire, and we've shared it widely with our international collaborators. And so um, there's a similar study launching in the UK there's, um, uh, I, I know people trying to progress it in Canada. And, you know, when we designed it, we made sure that we were using questionnaires, which, you know, are building on what other people have done. So we're very hopeful that will link well with uh, lots of other things going on internationally. But yes, we're very much part of a, you know, it's really global research. And that uh, global uh, aspect to it, will that, that help eliminate some of the possible cultural differences that you might get between different populations that you're testing on? Uh, that's a good question. Um, but what we're finding from the genetic basis of depression is that we're finding, we're looking for genetic factors which are actually commonly varying between people. And when they commonly vary between people, they we're finding places in the DNA which vary in people whether they're of European ancestry or Asian ancestry or African ancestry mm -hmm. and so our results are very transferable across ethnicities and in fact um, uh, our studies you know different research groups around the world are working particularly on different ethnicities and so it's um, the solutions are, are, aren't uh, culture specific 
And for listeners, um, I guess we, we should point out that the traditional uh, approaches to depression are still totally valid and it's going to be a long time before this actual research is going to affect treatment, isn't it? Absolutely. My field is about statistics and genetics, very much working at the computer, but very much motivated by my personal experiences of you know, friends and family with psychiatric disorders, but very much you know, people who are experiencing uh, problems themselves should, should go and see uh, their doctor. And there are antidepressants that do work very well uh, for, for, you know, for many people. So I guess we'd like people out there in the listening community to participate in this research. Yes, we would indeed. It's very easy to find us. We're called the uh, Australian Genetics of Depression Study, www.geneticsofdepression.org.au. We'd very much encourage uh, people who've experienced depression in their life, in their lifetime. So you don't have to be experiencing depression now or in the last couple of years, but if you've experienced depression any any time in your lifetime those are the people that we that we're uh, wanting to to fill in our questionnaire we have particular focuses on postpartum depression for example for for women we're planning to have a follow-up questionnaire which might ask about um, responses to depression in the context of oral contraceptives which is something many many women experience we ask a lot of questions about uh, environmental lifestyle things, which obviously uh, impact both men and women. Obviously, depression is a disorder which affects you know, twice as many women as men, but uh, yeah, we, we're hoping many men will uh, complete our online questionnaire as well. So if you know people who are affected, uh, get your family members to complete the questionnaire. How long does it take? It takes about 45 minutes. Yeah. I think most people who complete it, you know, find it interesting to see the sorts of questions that we're asking. Mm. You can start it and complete it uh, later on. You don't have to do it in one sitting. And we send you a spit kit uh, with instructions of how to uh, gather up your spit and put it in a tube, (laughs) send it back to us. And for us, that's a very, you know, it's all about, you know, obviously when you're doing a study like this, it's about value for money. And uh, spit kits is, you know, a cost-effective way for us to collect DNA. And so, all in all, we're really hoping that we're going to get past the twenty-five thousand mark on on people who collect the you know, complete the questionnaire. You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research, and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.